It has been called ferociously original, relentlessly terrifying, and the ultimate experience in grueling horror. Now, nearly 30 years after it's first unleashed the forces of the Deadites upon our world, the moment that millions of fans have waited for has finally arrived. This first ever Blu-ray edition of The Evil Dead features a stunning new HD transfer personally supervised by writer-director Sam Raimi himself. An all-new audio commentary with Sam Raimi, producer Robert Tappert, and the producer star, Bruce Campbell. Plus nearly three hours of bonus features that tear open the tales behind the classic story of five friends, a remote cabin in the woods, and the nightmare of demonic possession and bodily dismemberment that changed the face of horror forever. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the The B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Today, as we close out Cult Classic Month number two, we bring you the ultimate cult classic, the 1981 movie, The Evil Dead. You heard what the back of the Blu-ray box had to say. Now we're going to dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three of the movie. Paul? Let's start with the bottom three. Um, For number three, it's hard to tell if this movie was trying to be a genuine horror film or a comedic parody of horror films. At times, it looks like it could go either way. For number two, most of the characters were kind of boring, except for Ash Williams, who is always awesome, even when he's not the badass that we've that we've come to know. I don't know. I thought Scotty was pretty cool, even though he was a dick. He was really badass at the beginning of the movie. I liked him better than the musical. And number one, tree rape. That's all I have to say on that one. Well, for me, number three... You know, the makeup is a little dated, but that's really only due to HD technology of today. In my DVD version, I can't tell where the latex makeup ends and where you know the cream makeup and everything else begins. Now, in this HD version of it, you can clearly see where things aren't glued down properly, where they're coming apart. But, you know, for a movie that came out over 30 years ago, I don't think that's going to be that uncommon today. I think part of appreciating a movie is appreciating for the time period is made in and the limitations. Uh, yeah. Number two, I want to see what happened to Scott when he went out into the woods. He comes back. He's fucking mangled. He's been stabbed in the abdomen with a goddamn tree branch. And he's just like, the trees are alive, Ash. And I'm like, but what happened to you? Nothing happened here. You look like you got all the action. Oh, he got all the action. I don't think he wants to talk about it, though. Yeah, maybe I don't want to see that. Number one, something that has bothered me since I first saw this movie, like, 12 years ago or 13 years ago, however long ago it was, the characters can seemingly see the Kandarian demons approaching from the woods because they're always, like, closing the door or looking back and seeing them coming through. But you never get to see them. You don't know what they look like. And never throughout the series do they ever show you what the demons look like unless someone is possessed by them. That's something that has always bothered me. And I've always wanted to see what is it these characters are seeing that they're so afraid of. I think it's a metaphor for our inner fear. It takes the form of whatever you fear the most. Uh, Perhaps. But enough of that. Let's get on to the best parts of this movie. Right For number three, I love the cheap effects, the cheap makeup, all the just Halloween 
decoration shit. It's absolutely hilarious. I love the stop motion animation. I just... I love seeing, like, this cheap stuff and everything. It's absolutely hilarious to me. And I love seeing how they managed to utilize it. It reminds me a lot of Splatter Farm, where they had, like, no budget, and they just used whatever they had. Like, I... That's one of the reasons I love B-movies. For number two, there's lots of gore in this movie. It's unrealistic, but it is gore. And, you know, the fact that it was pretty unrealistic, in a way, kind of makes it better. And for number one... This is the first appearance of legendary character Ash Williams. You get to see how he started out as a mild-mannered sales clerk at S-Mart and becomes a badass. For me, number three, this movie, even though it had some great limitations and a low budget for the time period, had some very great special effects. There was the tree rape scene, the eyeball pureeing, all the claymation that went into things at the end. It was just spectacular to see. And even though it's not to today's standards, it's still a wonderful experience. That was a great thing about the 80s, claymation. Number two, blood and gore galore. You've got dismemberment. You've got the chopping off of heads. You've got demons eating off their own hand at the wrist. Oh my god, I'm just like in heaven and all the nasty things going on on screen. You've got pipes bursting full of blood. Every twist and turn in the last half hour, Ashley Williams is just getting covered head to toe in buckets of blood. And I love it. And number one is the evolution of the character Ashley Williams from a pussy to deadite fighter. You know, they never mention the word deadite in this movie, and, you know, Ash does not, according to this movie, work at S-Mart. That's all stuff that comes in in the second movie. But at the beginning of the movie, he's just kind of like this guy, and then, you know, the Kandarian demons start taking over people, and he, like, gets thrown into a bookshelf, and he fucking cowers in the corner with holding the axe, and Scott, you know, takes it off him and starts hacking bitches to pieces, and, you know, then after Scott leaves, Ash is left to deal with the other demons, and he mans up real quick, and, you know, he fucking backhands the one girl, and then he starts, you know, getting getting axy, and he gets the shotgun and starts blowing the shit out of stuff, and, you know, uses fire and everything else, you know, tries to chainsaw things, but he pussied out of that. That was before he manned up. But, you know, just to see how he changed from the first exposure to, you know, like an hour later in that night being this complete badass and killing demons is a really cool thing. Bruce Campbell is a badass. You know, we haven't mentioned anything about it yet, but I think it's time for us to have a quote war. Quote war. Paul and I are going to quote the movie back and forth. Let's see how it goes this time. It was the woods themselves. They're alive. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't know what I would have done if I had remained on those hot coals burning my pretty flesh. I have seen the shadows lurking in the woods. You have pretty skin. Give it to us. You just don't know when you're taking something too far. 
We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you. Not another peep. Time to go to sleep. You bastards. Why are you torturing me? Join us. Join us. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from the Evil Dead or want to say who won this episode's edition, please leave a comment here on SoundCloud, on our website at bmoviebros.com, or on our Facebook, bmoviebros. Feel free. Now let's give this movie our final take and a score on our shot scale. Remember, friends, our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave it a two out of ten. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Well, I have to say that The Evil Dead from 1981 deserves a 2 out of 10 because The Evil Dead has everything that I look for in a horror movie. Blood, gore, and a few good lines, plus some situationally appropriate nudity. For the time that this movie came from, it really does stand out in its usage of special effects and makeup and can really stand against bigger budget movies of the time. The use of music and sound effects are spot on within the visuals, Speaking of which, the camera angles that they use for the visuals really do give a different feeling to this film. All sorts of angles and moving shots are used, and it really plays into keeping the audience's attention by changing things up. The horror aspects are played upon well, and the final struggle between Ashley and the demons is just gripping. Rounding this movie out to be one fantastic film. I love the Evil Dead trilogy. They pretty much epitomize what I think a B-movie horror slash comedy should be. They're, the effects are cheap, the jokes are plenty, and it just looks awful but amazing at the same time. Sam Raimi is either a genius or an accidental success, or both. Even though I like all the movies in the series, The Evil Dead is my least favorite in the series. It's not as memorable as its successors, and just doesn't seem to establish an identity the way the other two have. It's hard to tell if it, this was meant to be a serious horror movie, or a joke, because it's, fa it's far too ridiculous to be taken seriously. That being said, it's fun to see how this series and the character Ash Williams evolved over time. This movie is fun, but it's the third best out of the three. That's why I'm giving it a 3 out of 10. Now, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. We like to give every B-movie that we review an A-movie companion, a movie of higher class and higher standard, and tell you why that movie is just the same as the B-movie we just reviewed. Now, for me, I have to give it to the movie Cabin in the Woods from the year 2011. I picked the movie Spider-Man from 2002. I have to say that Cabin in the Woods from 2011 is an A-movie version of The Evil Dead from 1981 because in both movies, five college friends are our main characters. These five friends go to a cabin in the middle of the woods. In both movies, the five friends find a book in the basement of the cabin. This book is then used in one way or another to summon demons or zombies. The characters are then picked up off by these demons or zombies one by one. In the end, an unlikely hero of the group arises to fight off these demons or zombies in The Evil Dead, that being Ashley Williams, in Cabin in the Woods, Marty, the stoner. But most compellingly of all, the year that both of these movies were released ends in the digit one. Epic. 
I picked Spider-Man from 2002 because both movies were directed by Sam Raimi. Both movies feature Bruce Campbell at some point. Bruce Campbell plays Ash Williams in The Evil Dead, and he plays a wrestling announcer in Spider-Man. Both movies have some some kind of a creature that bites or attempts to bite the protagonist. Peter Parker is bitten by a genetically altered spider in Spider-Man, and the demons attempt to bite Ash Williams in The Evil Dead. And both movies are the first in a trilogy. And that is why Spider-Man from 2002 is just an A-movie version of The Evil Dead. Now it's time for everyone's favorite part. We're going to tell you how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. I'm going to give you some drinking games, and then so shall Paul. Number one, anytime the phrase, join us, is used, take a drink. Number two, whenever someone becomes possessed, take a drink. Number three, whenever Scott is a dick towards Cheryl, take a drink. Number four, anytime Ashley gets covered in blood, Take a drink. And of course, number five, because this is Cult Classic Month, anytime you can link this movie to another movie that we've done, either this Cult Classic Month or the last, take a drink. For example, The Evil Dead is the movie that Donnie Darko and whatever her name was went on a date to. Soon as the movie starts, take a drink. Every time you see stop motion animation, take a drink. Take two drinks if it's claymation. Every time someone gets dismembered, take a drink. Every time someone leaves the cabin, take a drink. And every time there's a first person's perspective from something moving through the woods, take a drink. Those are your ways to drink away this flick. That brings us to the end of The Evil Dead. So let's rank the movies we've seen this month. What do you think, Paul? What do you say? For number four, I'm picking UHF. I really like Weird Al, but this movie, to me, wasn't as good as a lot of his song parodies. For number three, Manos, The Hands of Fate. I've kind of gone back and forth between this and UHF being at the bottom, but Manos is just so ridiculous that it's just astounding. For number two, The Evil Dead. I really enjoy The Evil Dead and the trilogy in general. But it's my least favorite of them, and although I think it's fun, it's just not quite up up to the level of number one, which is Donnie Darko. This movie was really interesting, entertaining, and I can watch this so many times and just never get bored of it. For me, number four, I had to say, Donnie Darko. I feel that the movie is very long and drawn out for what it is. It's very intelligent and a great discussion piece. But to me, it's just not entertaining. Number three, UHF. Although I love it and have fond childhood memories, it just seems to have lost a little bit of its charm with some of these other cult classics. Number two, Manos the Hands of Fate. The amount of ridiculous things and how terrible it is just makes it all that much better. You know, who can ever forget Torgo after seeing Manos, The Hands of Fate? I know I can't. Number one has to be The Evil Dead. And I really have to share this now because I didn't say it before. This is my number one favorite movie of all time. 
So if it didn't make number one this month for me, there would be an issue within my own brain. And that really brings a conclusion to Cult Classic Month number two this October in the year 2016. If you want to join us next month, we will be beginning Bird Month because, you know, Turkey Day is in November. So why not watch movies about birds? We will be reviewing the 2010 film Birdemic, Shock and Terror. If you have any further questions or comments, you can leave them on our website, bmoviebros.com. For anything in the Pittsburgh area, you can check out our friends over at riversedgepgh.com. And until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back next week.